0: Zombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin and I'm extremely phallocentric.
1: <laughs> I'm Stephanie and I'm gonna show you why they call it a cockpit.
0: <laughs> and we're back and, and we have and uh, we have a guest with us. Uh, say your name, guest.
2: Jen. <laughs> I don't have any line for sorry. <laughs> you could say you're Jen and you hate tea. <laughs> Sure, I'm Jen and I hate tea.
1: That was going to be my alternate. I always have two in case Robin gets mine.
0: I know. Oh, no. I only have the right one because I always go first. So
2: <laughs> The only one that popped into my head was I've been a naughty morgue attendant, but it made me so uncomfortable in that scene. I didn't really want to say it.
1: <laughs> I know. We're going to have to put away our... Uh, Puritanical. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna get real dirty. It's gonna yeah, this be... is gonna be the
0: naughtiest podcast. <laughs> it's uh, gonna be
1: so bad. It's gonna be,
0: we're gonna earn our explicit rating. If we have an explicit rating, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> listeners, right in. Do we have an explicit rating? I have no idea. Uh, Jen, you are a constant <laughs> feedbacker, and uh, you're you're noted uh, by me uh, as being very critical of the hard science on this show.
2: I know, but I gave it up. <laughs> it's too hard to keep track of it all. So I let it
0: go. Oh, well, especially yeah. <laughs> after uh, Robbie picking on people like you in the last episode.
2: <laughs> Which is fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I, true. I I've, I usually try to figure out the rules. Like, I've been very stuck on, like, the rules. And there was something else that came up in this episode we'll talk about that I'm like, you, you know. I, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about
3: it, Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: But uh, you've been uh, you've been watching from the beginning.
2: Yes, so I really enjoyed Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. um, and I watched Party Down, and I really liked a lot of stuff that um, Rob Thomas had done. So I was pretty excited. It's a little bit trickier to get the episodes in Canada. You have to have like a like a proprietary streaming service.
0: Oh, really? it's so, not broadcasting yeah. in Canada.
2: No. What? As far as I know, unless it's changed, I don't know. I don't have cable, but, oh, okay. um, as far as I know, it's only on one of our, uh, companies proprietary, like the equivalent of Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, um, I started watching last year and just found you guys podcast via potential cast. So I've been following along and I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoy it.
0: Well, we're glad to have you listening yeah. and glad to have you interacting with us, uh, this week as we, uh, talk about this very sexy episode. (laughs) Were you watching this episode going, oh boy. (laughs)
2: Um, Well, I sort of knew. I was kind of excited because of the Kristen Bell cameo, so I knew it was going to be this episode. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's fine. I've read a few fair romance novels in my life. yeah. So that that wasn't too shocking. (laughs) Did you read Fifty Shades of Grey? Um, Unfortunately, yes. It took me it took a really long time for me to finish that series. I, it's, I don't know. I don't want to make anybody mad who really likes it, but I still really like it.
3: <laughs> well, um, it's,
2: it started off as
0: Twilight fan fiction, right? That's, that's the, that's the it's legend, right?
2: very, so I think Steph, you said you have not read Twilight, right? Yeah, I read the first book. I think okay, it, it's extremely a lot like Twilight. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
2: you can really tell, or I felt that you could. I don't want to like dwell yeah,
1: I on know, Fifty Shades, but I know a lot of my coworkers <laughs> read the book. And let me take this guy that worked with us. He covered uh, he, he covered it with uh, some kind of newspaper or something, so nobody would know what he was reading.
2: Oh goodness, I just had an e-reader. <laughs> <laughs> But would you be ashamed for somebody to see you reading it? 50, yes, just because it's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, my coworkers and I—we've passed around other romance novels, and it's not mm-hmm. something that we're really ashamed of. I don't think for reading. I, I just, I mean, I look at them as I mean, good fun. Yeah, They're- I mean, I think that back in the day, like you know, when I was a kid, like
1: in the seventies and eighties. I think that there were a lot of romance novels that maybe they weren't very graphic, but I think that that was a huge industry where yeah. uh, you know women reading.
0: I don't know. The... That was long before I was born. So,
2: <laughs> but but I, I mean, I I think that I yeah. I don't you know. I mean, kind of out of time, style. Last know. time I was coming back um, on a, a like a ocean like trans atlantic or transoceanic flight i couldn't mm-hmm. sleep and a friend gave me a romance novel and i read mm-hmm. the whole thing on the plane and it was a real book and i didn't care but
0: <laughs>
1: i
2: mean
0: um whatever well, well i mean one thing i'm glad i'm glad that you guys uh, steph did you say that you read this book as well
1: no no 50 shades oh. of gray no oh. i don't know and i think it was like
0: Or seen the movie
1: no oh yeah and i didn't
2: that- see the movie
0: because i'm wondering like like were there any in jokes in this episode? That it was like the Real Housewives episode. Was it just kind of like a play on the the, the, the thing about the Real Housewives, or was there actual Real Housewife in jokes?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I almost now, think they just that I did, did it for the notice, title. Uh, there were two jokes about like eighties teen comedies.
0: <laughs> okay, like
1: uh, like Ravi said when he co- when he quoted Hamlet. Yes, that was from Real Genius. Oh, really? I love that movie.
0: See Harold in the uh, in the groups. Uh, another listener said that uh, this uh, the hemlock thing was from uh, a Steve Martin sketch, which he posted a link to in our in our group in our Facebook huh. group, um, which is really funny. You should check it out. But um, yeah, it was all about um, uh, Steve Martin playing Socrates. Having this big, like the sketch Starts off with the, the the prison guard Bringing him hemlock, he drinks it And then he's like, alright, well Let's get out of here, and he's like, well you've just been Sentenced to death And he's like, oh, I can stop uh, Doing all my crazy teachings, no big deal I'll stop, can I get out of here? And he's like, well You just drank hemlock um, So it's kind of irreversible You have about five minutes to live <laughs> And he's like, what? I drank what? <laughs> so um, you had to be there. I can't, ex- I can't explain it.
1: Um, <laughs> well, and then there was the joke when, um, uh, Blaine told Peyton that we couldn't all be, we couldn't all look like <sighs> we were made. That's weird science. Yes.
0: Yeah, a 14-year-old boy's lab yeah, I'm certain there are A few listeners to this podcast Who would love to see a weird science remake uh, Starring Ali Machaca uh, <laughs> Frank uh, So, uh, you know We're okay with this We endorse that um, Okay, so I should move on with some of my news here Some of the stuff I've wrote, written down um, Diane Ruggiero tweeted that uh, Ryan Beale Uh, Who played Jimmy the Sketch Artist, was actually on TV last week, and uh, it was the X-Files episode. Uh, Mulder and Scully meet the were-monster, I think it was called. Um, Yes. He was actually the were-lizard. Uh, Reese Darby played the human form of him, but uh, when he was all in lizard makeup, that was uh, Jimmy the sketch artist running around in the oh words.
1: my gosh, I enjoyed that episode so much. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't begin to explain
2: how much I love that.
1: <laughs> that was so much
0: fun! Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
2: It was also full of Easter eggs.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Not to derail you, but
0: yeah. Yeah, folks. Uh, if you uh, you know you're you're big into iZombie, if you haven't heard of a little epi- a little show called The X-Files, check it out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they've been getting some great ratings. Let's talk about our ratings. Uh, we've All got right. A, <laughs> we've got a point five. Uh, it did start off as a point six, but got downgraded to a point five. So, eh. one point forty three million viewers. So we've just kind of been hovering, staying afloat.
1: One point forty. As long as it's over a million, that's great.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I hope so. <laughs> this is like the worst part when I read the, read the, uh, read the ratings and uh, then I'm like, hmm.
1: <laughs> I just I, wish, uh, I was, d- I wish it was – You're down about it and I try to, you know, yeah, turn it to a positive.
0: <laughs> That's what we do. Um, a uh, little spoiler article from uh, TV Line. Uh, somebody uh, asked uh, – is there going to be more Peyton Blaine interaction coming up on iZombie or uh, any scoop on if and when Liv finds out about that? Rob Thomas actually answered. It's not the focus of the back half of the season, but Ravi continues to pine for Peyton and Blaine is pretty intrigued as well. As for the second half of your question, that I want to keep to myself. So uh, I th- I think we'll f- <laughs> we've already seen... Uh, uh, Blaine's um, intrigue not Tonight's episode But uh, what's going to happen now that Liv knows uh, We'll see um, And speaking of Rob Thomas I just wanted to let you guys know Not many people know that Rob Thomas Got his beginnings uh, as a writer On Dawson's Creek in the first season And uh, There was a podcast for the Writer's panel, the Nerdist Writer's panel which uh-huh. had Rob Thomas on um, oh. talking about uh, you know his first season of uh, Dawson's Creek. And you could tell there are a lot of Veronica Mars and iZombie fans in the audience because he got lots of applause for all the things he said. <laughs> ah. So it was a fun listen.
1: I'll have to listen to that on my way to work tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a whole bunch of stuff about the, the Kristen Bell cameo here. Um, Kristen Bell said, friendship is permanently on the books for Rob and I, and uh, she, sees, she s- sees like comparisons between Liv and Veronica Mars, uh, saying uh, definitely the intelligence level, the desire to solve cases of sorts. Veronica, B- Veronica busied herself with helping the underdog, whereas Liv busies herself with helping a victim. But their sassiness, which I always love to see in women, their ability to speak up and talk back is something I think is similar in both girls. Their circumstances are much, much different. But their attitudes are similar
1: I definitely see that <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean you, you know it, it, that, uh, Liv could be Played by Kristen Bell simply. Yeah they could be, The two could be interchangeable
3: mm-hmm.
1: Even though they are very different <laughs> <laughs> The um, attitude is the same
0: Yeah She speaks about her voice cameo And she, sa- she actually is quoted as saying It's actually less than what I would have liked to do So hopefully we'll get more In the future Mm. Um, and then she recounts how the, how it happened. Basically, Rob called her on the phone, and before he even finished uh, asking her about this, uh, she screamed yes. <laughs> and uh, so uh, she got uh, a couple of paragraphs sent to her, uh, and Rob just said, "Record it on your phone. It doesn't. We can we can fix it up in in post." So uh, she was in her husband's trailer, uh, Dax Shepard. And she wrote out the lines and uh, recorded them, and then sent them to Rob. And then Dax discovered what she wrote and didn't know it was her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that he she, he turned into Veronica Mars trying to figure out who might have slipped him some erotica. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, was it was it you, Jen? That- yeah. Yes. <laughs>
2: I was like, "How did he not know it wasn't her handwriting?" I mean,
0: <laughs> I <laughs> does thought, she
2: not make grocery lists or I something? I thought about
0: that too. I I don't. I honestly can't say, can't tell you if I could recognize my wife's handwriting either. Like, there's so little handwriting done these days. Yeah, you know.
2: I guess. It's a, it's a
0: it's a big joke if you want to like confuse like a, a young kid and want to write in code, just write in cursive and they won't understand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so terrible. I mean I write in cursive every day. I don't understand Yeah. Because like, well, I, mean, I have to sign something every day. Like what, yeah, multiple I times. A day. On write.
1: Like I have what like, one person or one deal that I write a checkout for. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I never write anymore.
2: <laughs> I mean I guess you know we have electronic records and stuff, but I still have to sign uh-huh. everybody's. Yeah. You know, if you're giving out stuff, because you're an optometrist. Yes. So everybody who gets a prescription, I have to sign. Mm-hmm. You'll have anyway. to send me send me examples of glasses that are in style right now because I'll be getting <laughs> new
1: glasses soon. I need to know what to look at. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, li- okay. Back listeners, to, back we'll to get back up. to you about uh, what happens with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, to wrap up the news, uh, Kristen said that she found this role particularly amusing, especially knowing knowing her old friend had written it. It actually turns out that um, uh, writer Graham Norris uh, wrote that. Uh, but she says it was bizarre, and I was so happy to be a part of it. So.
1: Yeah, I thought it was. Gr- I thought it was very. You know, you hear. Hit- okay. Sometimes you hear about cameos that you get excited about, and you're like, "Oh, that just left me wanting more." It was unsatisfying, but I think the joke on the end, or not, the, it wasn't on the end. The joke that Liv made, yeah, I think that was the the best button to you know to make it a satisfying experience.
0: I feel connected to her somehow, or something like
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought we had a connection.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was great. Yeah. It's funny too because uh, you know I did read a lot of uh, you know reviews and stuff about this episode, and I saw a lot of uh, that was it. <laughs>
1: you know, well, and yeah, you don't. Ex- I mean, in forty two, you have forty two minutes to get an episode done, and yeah. you know you you know it's not going to be much.
0: So you can even tell in uh, the inside look for this week uh, this posted um, at cw dot com uh, about this episode. Rob Thomas just kind of talking about the episode. He he seems to be like yeah it's it's you know it's just this tiny little cameo it's not <laughs> I mean when this first there's
1: not was... much to say about it
0: yeah when this was first announced they were even putting headlines out like Veronica Mars reunion on iZombie it's like what no 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 no
1: <laughs> yeah if I ever saw that I would immediately you know I would not trust that uh, mm-hmm. at all because. A cameo in a television show is just, it it goes by so quick. Mm -hmm. You can't Mm -hmm. expect much.
0: All right. So uh, let's get into this episode. We're already discussing it anyway. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey Matter, written by Deirdre Mangan and Graham Norris, uh, some of my favorites, Uh, directed by Marzia Almas. And uh, she just actually directed an episode a couple episodes ago. Two episodes ago, way back in December (laughs) uh, Cape Town
1: (laughs) Oh, she did Cape Town, that's great
0: She also did Dead Rat, Live Rats Green Rat, Blue Rat Whatever that was All right, so uh, Listeners, we're just going to kind of run through the episode From beginning to end, it's not going to be a big uh, Shuffle around like I usually do I just felt this episode was uh, uh, Nicely put together For the most part So, uh (laughs) um let's start off with if books could kill um, we're in the library and somebody is going to die. We just, it's going to be either snuff film enthusiast hoodie kid, or it's going to be special guest star Lee Garlington, or it's going to be
1: Who is that,
0: um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, she's got a huge, uh, resume. We're talking about the lady, lady who plays, uh, Muriel, um, uh, who is about to get shelved for good, uh, in this episode, <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, that was a nice fake out. You thought
0: it was gonna be. Horror. Yeah, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Yeah, um, Lee. Uh, yeah, she's got a huge resume. Uh, she actually starred with Stallone and Cobra. She was in. <gasps> Why? Yeah, what I remember her most from because I just rewatched all the movies uh, Psycho two II and three. She was uh, she was the waitress that worked at the diner that Norman worked at. Her name was Myrna. <laughs> Um, but I've actually found an interesting uh, bit, piece of trivia about her. She was supposed to be a reoccurring character on Seinfeld, like the waitress at Monk's Diner that they always talk to. But apparently, after the first episode, she kind of butted heads with Larry David and, yeah, it didn't reoccur so much. So,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. And then we have our mousy librarian, Grace, doing her very best, Amy Acker.
1: Um. Well, see, yeah, she, okay, she reminded me of who is the girl that was in Glee, the the like strawberry already.
2: blonde.
0: Gone, no. totally lost.
1: Never mind.
2: <laughs> oh, Gemma Mays.
0: Yes, that's who I was thinking. Oh, you mean Charlie from Heroes? Yes, her. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Grace ends up coughing up a lung, <laughs> it looks like.
1: Uh, that's pulmonary edema.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> write that Respiratory down. Respiratory therapist. Pulmonary edema. I didn't actually write anything. Uh, after our awesome title song, we have Bookworm Food, and uh, it looks like uh, Grace died at the hospital because the doctors couldn't figure out her condition. But had uh, a boy Robbie for figuring it out <laughs> after she died. I was like, "What are we congratulating Ravi for? <laughs> this poor woman suffered in the hospital for days, but finally she made it down to the morgue, and Ravi figured out what the problem was." <laughs> um, but it was uh, it's, it's water hemlock. So yeah, and then we have Liv eating a stuffed a stuffed pepper, a stuffed brain pepper, right?
2: Yeah, she still makes better food than me <laughs> <laughs> every week.
0: Girl makes brains look great. I mean, seriously, (laughs) I I still can't get over those brain fritters. I I want those. Um, in our next scene, we have uh, we're outside Mister Boss's house, and uh, we have a little face-off between some dealers and our uh, our new uh, hard body Drake, uh, who's uh, not allowing any visitors. And uh, these these guys are mad because their stash got raided. And
1: uh, he's a bouncer.
0: He says he's a bouncer to live. That's 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 something that comes up later, which I don't mind talking about now. It's he says he's a he says he was a, a bouncer. He like had to throw he threw some guy across the parking lot. Like he's telling live pretty much the situation with Blaine, except for the fact that he is working for Mister Boss. Do you notice that?
1: Is he working for Mister Boss anymore, yeah. or just for Blaine, or is he like a go-between? He's, I thought he was like a mole or something for Yeah,
0: playing. he's a mole. Uh, okay,
1: we'll talk. I mean, this about the very end. But isn't he Stacy Boss's son?
0: Not the I. I don't think so. Because I mean, when we, it could, it could the, turn out to be Mr. Boss's son. But in
1: the first episode, when we first met him at the end of that episode, or when we first met Stacy Boss, they left together, and he said, "Let's go see mom." Or something like that. That something led me to believe that he—that
0: was at the end of Cape Town.
1: Um, We'd
0: we'd met Mr. Boss.
1: Well, anyway, whatever. It just led me to believe that he and Stacy Boss—that was his child—that they were going to see Stacy Boss's wife, his mother.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's somewhere. I might be crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I just figured that he was, like, uh, just the bodyguard, you know. So, we do see Drake in full-on zombie mode, which is cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's confused, because that's why he goes to, uh, Leo, is because he's trying to figure
0: out what is going on right. with himself. So he probably never, that never happened to him, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Um, but, uh, yeah, Blaine's confident that, uh, He's got Mr. Boss on the ropes He's there playing his organ um,
1: Yeah, but Drake is like You know, you don't have anything to, Like, I, I'm I'm all uh, He's the know, one risking everything Yeah, yeah, he's risking everything, Blaine's not And uh, he's, I don't know it, mm-hmm. Things may not turn out well For Drake
0: no. um, Yeah it's, Who knows, he's, maybe he'll get shot In the head by Stacy Boss <laughs> Because um, that's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, So at the Laguerre residence, Clive is doing his I'm ready to handcuff the spouse as usual. Um, <laughs> it turns out that... Yeah,
1: see, and I was wondering yeah. if there was something up with these names. Laguerre and...
0: Grace Laguerre, Andy Laguerre.
2: Lafarre.
0: Lefebvre. Maybe. Emily, yeah. e- Emmanuel Lefebvre. Yeah,
3: yeah, I don't know. Well,
2: I don't, I don't think so. I was going to say, you don't so. see if they're French... But like I would have said, légère. But they said,
0: leger. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Andy is a superheroic firefighter who is paralyzed saving a six-year-old, and uh, because of that, we're all blinded to the fact that he is the worst fake crier ever. (laughs) (laughs) On the rewatch, I mean, even on the first watch, I was like, really? (laughs) And he's like, (gasps) anyway. So what happened to her? Um, meanwhile, Liv has a little bit of a lusty daydream here, uh, being taken in the other room and having a little makeout session with physical therapist, Todd, who looks a lot like Weevil from Veronica Mars. I'm just saying anybody else get a Weevil vibe? Yeah, yeah. all the tats and the baldness and the muscle shirts. Yeah. Uh, Clive finds out Grace wrote, quote, romance novels. And had an advance deal. But uh coworker Muriel isn't a fan. So they go to the library and uh, Muriel is not jealous. She's uh, uh, kind of grossed out by what Grace does.
1: She's kind of judgy. Yeah. She kind of looked her looked down her nose mm-hmm. at what Grace was writing. And Grace was using taxpayers' time <laughs> to write her novel.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, oh man Imagine if you were supposed to work in a library And you're constantly working on other things Like uh, writing erotica Or uh, saving the world from the hellmouth Anything like that That's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> um, So we, this is here where we get the audiobook For The Upright Position <laughs> As read by Kristen Bell I've always felt a connection to her and uh Liv seems oh. to get
1: And Liv was like rubbing uh <laughs> yeah, that, claws was hilarious. Back. that was so Because unc- when Liv is like, you know, coming on to Clive or coming on to Robbie, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Because she's not supposed to do that. Right. <laughs> They're buddies.
0: <laughs> but, you know, she's uh she's like a exposed to nerve. She is like a cat in heat in this episode. <laughs> Pretty crazy Um, And yeah, Graham Norris, uh, one of the writers of this episode He actually wrote this dialogue And uh, tweeted out that Kristen Bell reading his porny romance novel dialogue Was easily a career highlight (laughs) So we move on to Lord of the Files And uh, Robbie gets a little spanking here.
1: Yeah, for 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 inappropriate workplace. Yes, (laughs) inappropriate. To look at Robbie in that way is just wrong.
0: Yeah, and uh, Deirdre Mangan, the other writer, said that behind the scenes, Rose slapped that ass so many times, and so did director Marzi Almas.
2: (laughs) 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 Anyway, at least Robbie is comfortable enough to know that it's the brain. Clive doesn't have that. You know, right. He's just like what is going on?
0: Yeah. He says go direct your lust elsewhere. And uh Q Drake walking in. And uh Robbie's like uh I'm going to get some blood samples and Liv kind of turns on him
3: immediately.
1: Yeah, she is <laughs> uh, she is insistent <laughs> upon getting his blood. Cuz yeah, if uh you know, if you're feeling uh Randy and uh, he walks in, all mm-hmm. tall and broad-shouldered, and yeah, yeah. He's just
0: too fat-faced for me. He's too what?
1: Baby faced He's too young-looking in the face.
0: Yeah, he's a little young. What for do you him? think,
1: Jen?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, no. He's not really <laughs> my type, but he's also too smooth. He's he looks fake to me. Mm. Like uh, when she takes his shirt off later. Sorry, yeah, that's just a that old, What? He waxes. Yeah. That, I'm not into that. That's too much effort for me. Or maybe not. You know, if someone's going to do more waxing than me, that's too much for me.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll put my razor down now. Uh, apparently, the ladies are not into this anymore.
2: Uh, <laughs> there are other people who would really enjoy that, but
0: no. <laughs> It did I posted a poll and i on Twitter and i'm not sure if I can if it's uh, oh yeah, here we go um I posted a poll on Twitter and it said, What do you think Team Z should live trust Drake and uh, we have a sixty seven percent says Oh hell no and thirty three percent says of course so uh, I don't
1: know. There. You don't know if it's going to turn out to be a bad decision or not. But compared to you know, in this episode,
0: it doesn't seem quite as bad. <laughs> Say what, Steph? Come in. 10 You <laughs> uh, you don't
1: yeah you don't know if this is how this is going to turn out. If it's going to turn out to be a mistake or what repercussions are going to come from from her having a relations with Drake. But compared to other couples in this episode, it doesn't look quite as bad.
0: Oh yeah, well will We'll definitely that.
2: So, the only thing that we know that she doesn't know is that he's an enforcer or whatever for Doctor Boss, right? Or Doctor yeah. Boss, sorry, Stacy Boss. Yeah, he is. that got the his only doctor thing yet.
0: that we know? <laughs> doctor <laughs> boss. <It's> like doctor <laughs> Evil.
2: Um Yeah,
0: that's that's the strange thing about the scene I I noted that he says that he's a bouncer and he was throwing he threw some guy across the parking lot instead of uh Throwing some guy into a very plastic wall
2: (laughs) Because I guess we also don't know What Blaine has told him About Liv Like other than he forced Liv to turn him into a zombie
0: Right Yeah it seems that uh, uh, As far as Drake knows um, She's looking for a cure Because they've been talking about Finding that tainted utopium Um yeah, and that uh, she gets brains from a morgue because that's the other thing he kind of brings up here. He's like, "Can I get brains from you?" and uh, and that, this is interesting. I love when I don't know. I just love these characters so much, and I love how they you know they interact in interesting ways. There are a lot of um, new interactions in this episode between characters, and this is one of them where it's like, "Oh wait, yeah, can can live supply brains to Drake? Is this?" Uh, is this something we should trust? Or, uh, I mean, do we really know this guy? And that's what she says. I, I don't really know you. And then she's like, but I'd like to. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the important part, though, is she doesn't really know him. So. Uh.
3: Yeah, we don't know much about him at all.
0: Yeah. Um That's so weird. I wonder why he said the bouncer thing because it does seem like she does know he cause
1: Yeah, cuz she knows that he, he know that he
2: works with the Blaine so And but also, I don't think the whole she knew utopia thing. But I don't know if Liv knows that Blaine, Well, because she didn't know that Blaine was Peyton's witness. Right. So I don't think she knows that Blaine was trying to inform on Stacy Boss, right? Does,
0: does she even know that Stacy Boss is the one that's providing Utopium?
2: I don't know. Or I don't think like
0: so. Like it's related at all? Does really she know that Blaine guy?
1: is still selling drugs? Yeah. Utopium?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Um I'm thinking sure too hard, thinking too hard. I'm sure there's somebody who's listening going, Oh
2: they said it. Why weren't you listening? Um, so let's But put there's that- so much going on, how can you even if you watch it three times, I'm not sure you get everything that's said all the time. The,
0: oh gosh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so let's, let's put that aside. We'll go on to the next scene where there's some very cute Bosano flirting and um, a couple of the week. (laughs) I mean, I love these guys, this episode so much.
2: They're usually the most uncomfortable, I guess, or pushing the envelope with the innuendo, but not in this Mm -hmm. episode. (laughs) They were actually (laughs) team
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, And I
1: like that, uh, Clive is so reserved and, you know, keeps things to herself and she's so <laughs> Don't burn in that lap, and- I'm going
0: to need it later.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use it later.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, again, this is these are things like people pulling things together, people figuring things out. Uh, ba- uh, Bazio and uh, um, Clive just figuring out this whole thing about Blaine. Like, figuring it out, but not quite understanding everything part of it so you know it's all leading to blaine possibly being the the chaos killer in the end but really they're heading off in the wrong wrong direction with that even though it's very close <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
0: <clears throat> but uh yeah it's cool that uh you know they're at least figuring out that john doe is blaine and blaine is the guy that uh suzuki scrawled his name in the meat cute and um and that somebody somebody higher up is protecting him. So let's use some FBI resources to bust him. And then victory sex. <laughs> uh, we also find out the uh, the dog's GPS collar is being turned on. So uh, cue the next scene where we go to <laughs> Dahlia's Doggy-Doo. <laughs> I love these business names so much. Um, I do have a list of all the alternate business names they had for this. Would you like to hear them? Of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here, here we go. Doggy style. McGroomer. Mick, <laughs> Mick Get your groom on. Let's groom tonight. Shake your groom thing. Here comes the groom. Golden bone. <laughs> K9 to 5. For pet's sake. <laughs> Red rovers. Hot diggity dog. As slick as a dog. Who helped the dogs out and <laughs> tales of whoa <laughs> uh, I, love I wish I was these creative like so
2: that <laughs> it's crazy how much I enjoy the puns on this mm. but in a newscast it's too much
0: mm. Yeah, there's a time and place for everything yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they said the GPS collar is going to lead them to the Chaos Killer, and then this next scene we see Major giving his full name and dropping off Minor for some uh, for some grooming. So after the ad, we get the chapter title, Talk Dirty to Me, um, and we go to Peyton's office where Liv is wearing a very revealing blouse, and I, I did not notice at all. I was reading in the recaps, and was like, <laughs> what? What? What happened? I didn't notice that. <clears throat> um... <laughs> And Liv tells uh, Peyton about Drake and also about the victim, Grace. Um, and they go online to search for Grace using the website Euphrates. Euphrates. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy by the show. But the <laughs> upright position is listed under Emmanuel Lefebvre. Um, so she reads that to Peyton and Peyton's... Getting a little aroused She's had a bit of a dry spell But uh, she has this vision of Andy Laguerre Out of his wheelchair, it seems Just standing behind Grace Telling her to stop dressing so provocatively Which I thought was going to be a twist Like, oh, she's not he's not really paralyzed Yeah <laughs> But that never I mean, maybe that was a vision of a memory From five years ago When he could stand
1: Yeah, that's what I figured
0: yeah. So uh Clive actually notices Liv's chest in the next scene, quite a bit. And if you didn't notice Liv's chest in the previous scene, it is right there <laughs> in full right HD. Right there. <laughs> um so that was very that was so hilarious because I've been in that situation before where it's like uh, what Ugh, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh Of course you want me to look
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not even that Where it's like somebody doesn't realize That their shirt is a little too low And you're talking to them And you know I'm follow centric so um.
2: (laughs) I don't think she didn't know her shirt was too low
0: (laughs) That's true That's true Uh, Clive insists that Andy's the hero, but it's weird that, uh, Grace ch- changed her pen name, so they're gonna ask, they go to ask Andy about it, and, uh, according to Andy, Grace was protecting the dignity of, uh, their future children, but, um, Liv hits a bit of a nerve by asking him if, uh, she was writing about her sexual fantasies. And then we meet the uh, – outside we meet the sexy flight attendant, Alyssa Trammell, and her very trusting, not at all sketchy-looking husband.
2: <laughs> I told – he was definitely a red herring.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> is like, he smiling so much?
2: <laughs> and just the way he was dressed, you know, in contrast to his wife. I know she was in mm. her uniform, but still yeah. it was kind of played up a little bit. And But he was in, like, jabby mustard color clothes and mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I've been watching too many X Files
0: lately, but. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, "Oh man, is it is is was Grace having an affair with the husband?" uh the, wow. yeah, the,
1: I kept waiting for it to be something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I kept going. Who is this girl? Who is this woman? Uh, I know this woman, and uh, she's one of the stars of Revolution, which is a show that I think I was the only one that finished. Hmm.
3: <laughs> um,
0: She played Nora, and she was Carlotta in uh, Friday Night Lights and was also in One Tree Hill.
1: Carlotta. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, as Daniela Alonzo is the actress's name. So So we go back to the morgue and we find out about Major's License Plate Collection. And and then Liv starts talking about... uh, Maybe having a little wrestling competition Between Major and Ravi While she suggestively licks her finger
1: (laughs) And that was just so funny What did they say? She said, uh, have you ever thought about wrestling? They said the
2: night's still young (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: right I love how Major's like, have (laughs) we?
2: we (laughs) And I thought it was, have (laughs) we?
0: (laughs) Uh. Yeah So, They're just
1: such good. I mean, you know, they just their uh, rapport is just so comfortable and funny, and
0: yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, and Clive pops in. He's about to go check out the stewardess, but then he gets a uh, 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 a message from Basio saying oh,
1: that, your lover. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, FBI like, agent.
0: She's trying so hard to be like, she just like every single possible mention of sex or anything related to sex at all. She just immediately goes towards, you know, two guys sitting in a room eating wings. Have you guys wrestled before? <laughs> um, but the she's the GBS is getting switched on and uh, Liv makes a comment about uh, how Clive really fills out those fitted shirts.
1: Oh, and uh, Ravi and uh, Major at the same time go, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. They
0: totally notice.
1: It's like everybody notices the, the bulge and biceps.
0: Yeah. He's the man. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, Major all of a sudden is like, whoa. <laughs> I got to go. Yeah.
2: It's, I guess this sequence now makes a little bit more sense that you said the director who did well. I mean, I know it's probably written in as well, but I, I didn't understand why he was doing parkour through the <laughs> streets <laughs> to get to the.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Supermax. You know, he turns into. So a, this
1: was a super. the the new drink that, uh, Von De Clark, Von De Clark.
0: Yep. Remember him? <laughs> that
1: he yeah, that he just created. So.
0: Yep. So he's got a couple of cans. I think Von. Passed him a couple of cans in that episode And Rob Thomas calls uh, Supermax, basically it's Popeye's can of spinach So that's kind of fun to have that in the show <laughs> uh, You know, to have something you can Drink and then all of a sudden You know, get super Not just an energy from. drink
1: that makes you nervous But something that it's actually yeah, It actually helps you
0: We have a very convenient traffic jam <laughs> too, <laughs> Fazio and Cliver in the car, and they're being very oh, cute together.
1: At that moment, okay, when Major uh, slides over a car and she says, Did you hear that? And you think that <laughs> that Dale is talking about Major, and you're thinking, Oh, he's going to get caught. But she was like, uh, what is A man that's never used an app, and he's trying to mansplain?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> or something.
0: Uh. Um, I do have a bit of trivia here There's a guy on a park bench that uh, Major leaps over uh, through, during this And that was uh-huh. none other than uh, Mr. Dan Etheridge, uh, producer Oh. Uh, okay. Zombie So that was very cool And Major gets to Dahlia's doggy-doo And pleads for the dog to be returned He stole it from an abusive cop So uh, cover for me and uh, meanwhile, outside, we get this, like... I just was not a fan of how this was edited. This is one of the only, like, kind of rah, down notes for me. And I, I have a feeling, like, maybe something was cut out, but didn't it seem like... He uh, saw him in the store. Yeah, he saw him in through the window, and then he looks down and sees the dongle. And then, what, nothing? And then Major has to get out of there somehow? I like,
1: took it as, um...
0: Like, were they it, was just
1: a, okay. it was just a fake-out yeah. that we saw, uh, Major, but actually Major was gone before
2: Dale and Clive got there.
0: Right. But the way it was added, it seemed like...
2: Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, do they actually have trackers that are just in the collar? That seems odd to me because animals get out of their collars all the time. So what right. good does it do to have a tracker in their collar? <laughs> Maybe. Well, well, like she said, the... Uh, the what is he a lawyer? Yeah, he didn't spring for the a one that's in Hannibal, yeah. so but I guess this was cheaper. I guess I don't know. I've never heard of that, but that's not to say that it doesn't know. exist. I don't. Know. I know, and it, and it means that Major is safe for a little bit while longer.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I was like. Oh, man, it's happening. And, you know, he's right outside the window. He's looking. He's looking. It looks like he's looking through the window. And then, no, the collar's there. And apparently we're looking at two different time zones. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, it, seemed, uh, it seemed a little bit too, too tricksy.
3: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but we do have this touching moment.
1: Oh, we knew it was gonna happen. Oh, I, I hate I hate it when animals are in shows or movies because you know something emotion. They're gonna use that animal
2: in a. This may be the only time I've ever cried while watching a zombie. you left him.
1: I mean, you know, in it like major is an unusual emotional. Part of a television show You Mm -hmm. know like he's You don't expect A character like Major To be the emotional Heart of Of the show
0: Yeah I'm telling you Give it like Give it like Give iZombie a couple more seasons And we're gonna get a (laughs) spinoff And it's gonna be the angel version Of of iZombie Ah. Major (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because his plots On their own are great Um and again, uh, I think, uh, the, the, um, the, the relationship of, uh, Clive and Basio is great too. and can almost carry their own show. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we get this, you know, I, I was, I was honestly worried. I was like, where is this going when they're on the bus and he's saying goodbye to a and stuff. And I'm like, where is he bringing the dog?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And then, then it, we get to see from outside the bus that Miner's still on the bus and looking out the back of the window. Oh, God, it's just so sad. I just wanted to pan back and just see, like, Major with a boombox up in the air and the pouring rain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Miner. Um, so after the break, we get to the next chapter of Bringin Sexy Back, which <laughs> literally starts off with a sexy back <laughs> The sexy back of Alyssa,
1: and I like the old man that that's watching her. He he looks at her like, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, if I was younger, I'd think you were sexy too.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the, the Alyssa lets uh, Clive and Liv know that Andy would not have sex with Grace since the accident. It seemed like like what he was just kind of refusing sex. Uh, you know, after he was paralyzed. I don't know.
1: Maybe he was depressed.
0: Yeah. Um, So Grace's editor, Lerna Stern, which is like the worst name for an editor. I'm sending in my manuscript to Lerna Stern, and I'm hoping she (laughs) likes it. Um, Grace's editor, Lerna, uh, said that she'd uh, changed the name and the hair color of uh, the heroine of the upright position, but nothing else. So... Um, Clive ends up calling Lerna and she says the poisoning sounds a lot like the other manuscript that she received, which is uh, Muriel Fletcher, who is uh, the co worker. But uh, putting the case aside for a second, we go to Peyton's office where Peyton is so happy for all the help that Blaine is giving her. And she couldn't have done this without him. And oh, I have alcohol. Uh oh.
1: Oh, yeah, how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> the the mayor okay the mayor sent Peyton some bourbon yeah and says you're a credit to your gender and I, I was like wow that's that's offensive and I was like oh she says that sh- that you're a, a credit to your g- gender you know like it would be okay if it's a if the mayor is female and says you're but if a mayor, you know what I mean it'd be condescending yeah. have you seen if, the mayor if, yet I don't think so no I, I don't guess so because yeah that made me immediately think. Who's the mayor? Who can play the mayor?
0: Uh, Harry Greiner. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: that's the only person that plays it's got to
1: be some older yeah. lady that looks good in suits.
0: Hillary Clinton. <laughs> As the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we go to uh, <laughs> Liv's apartment where Liv is still missing her roommate. Who knows where her roommate went? <laughs> yeah. uh, and Drake just... You know, he's got this earnest tale of being pickpocketed and how he stole a pedicab and worked for three hours to get the money just to pay that bar tab. But no,
1: she really asked him if he'd ever been in handcuffs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, Liv is, uh, wearing a little black number, which, uh, I'm told looked great against like her pale skin and she looked super hot, but I didn't really notice. Um, <laughs> so I'm married. <laughs> Um, and they end up having this, uh, super hot makeout session on the table. What'd you guys think?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was, I wasn't surprised when they stopped. I was like, you know, this it can't be this easy. They got, something's got to come in between, you know? And so they decide no. that they're just doing this because their own, uh, pointy librarian brain. Mm-hmm. Cause she gave it to him too, but he said that he would be that way anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, anytime still... after his twelfth birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I had mixed feelings about the Rufy Comet Though I was like, "Oh, not not good timing." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's a That's an interesting concept. Like. I uh,
1: giving know. somebody a brain a, 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 without their knowledge.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. kind
1: of like you know what that kind of
0: what, what, what kind of brain it is, so you know what the effect.
1: You is know gonna. what to expect. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, it turns out that the story and the discussion with live before the whole makeout scene was uh, Greg Finley's audition scene. Like that's the scene he had to perform, so that's how he got the role. Oh. So I think it says a lot about this character we are, we have and whether or not we can trust him. I don't know. <laughs> then again, was that story a little bit too earnest? Was it all BS? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, was he just trying to impress the cute girl?
0: Yeah, because, you know, he's got to get those brains. and he, He's really getting tired of being manipulated by Blaine. So... Uh, so we go back to Peyton's office, and uh, Blaine is doing all sorts of funny accents, and <laughs> Peyton is interested in how he does his hair.
2: I was very happy when you pulled out the Sark British accent.
0: Yes! <laughs> yeah, uh, oh man, did she, did she say something? No, wait, no, I think it was... She
1: said that Barbyn makes her talk Southern. And he was saying that something makes uh, some some kind of lawyer makes him talk British. Right. So I guess you know any any excuse when you got David Anders to make him speak in a British accent,
3: mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. do it.
0: Yeah, I think it was Basio who later said that John Doe is an alias. <laughs> that was like I was like, all right, alias, friends, right, right.
1: <laughs> oh, did she say she said alias?
0: Yeah. Oh, Alias. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't. I didn't think about that. All
0: right, so here we go. Science people. They ended up boning. Okay. was Peyton exposed to the zombie virus?
2: I wondered about that. Uh, but it's dormant right now, right? Like it's—he's not a zombie right now.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's not like he needs to get infected to become a zombie again.
1: He's,
2: yeah, like will there be any repercussions from? I don't know how. Their, how long after they changed the rat? Back to being a regular rat. Did they then stick Blaine? Like, why haven't you know? How much time has passed since New Hope became a zombie again? Yeah. But that then Major and Blaine haven't become zombies again.
0: Ravi said it could be an hour, it could be a day, it could be a year. He has no idea.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, just because it happened with a rat that uh, they don't.
0: And we didn't see if the rat like boned another living rat. (laughs) But we. Sorry,
2: I don't know. Whatever. It, it, I don't even want to get into it because it makes no sense. Like, <laughs> like if it's, it's from a not scratch, based in reality, like because they have to be scratched. But then it's not like if Liv shakes hands with someone, that person then is at risk of becoming a zombie. Even yeah. if, you know, like her and Major could
0: just... make out, but if he she scratched him, that that's when it uh, turned him into a zombie.
2: Yeah. Or but like they can make out. An exchange spit
0: Yeah
2: But He he doesn't get infected But if they have sex Like it just doesn't make any sense No (laughs) So what's
0: (laughs) Uh, All right Well um, Listeners What do you think Write in Let us know
1: Yeah, I mean, the emotional repercussions are harsh enough that maybe there are no physical ones.
0: I think it would be like a double whammy to uh, Peyton to be like, not only has she slept with the worst person ever, it turns out that she was infected with a sexually transmitted disease. (laughs) I, I, I mean, don't you think
1: that she should, she should Peyton should have had <clears throat> better judgment than to get personally involved? Oh yeah, with this yeah. person. This was just such a mistake. But you guys, did. but I even guess,
2: professionally, <laughs> like, yeah, he, yeah. He like, does that not then hurt her case if like that came out?
0: Hmm. Oh, it totally would. So. We'll see how that goes. Um, but back to our case, um, chapter title The Hemlocker. <laughs> and um, search warrant, cops check this uh, garden of murals, but no hemlock. But we do find a burned book. And we see in the author photo that uh, Grace is standing next to a hemlock plant. So there you go. <laughs> That's where that came so, from.
1: Yeah, we find out that. Grace didn't have her, she didn't use a a non-diplume. Right. So somebody else talked to her editor and had that changed. And Muriel is clear.
0: Yeah. I mean, this was like such like the quickest wrap up to the case. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. But, you know, whatever. We got to more important things. But it was kind that's- of like, here's the hemlock, in the photo, and the author photo, and then we go to a vision, and it's Andy reading the book, going, hemlock, hmm, honey, let me look at that book. <laughs> <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, we're in the interrogation room, and and uh, Andy's like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very easy, um, but I don't know.
2: Um, I'm sort of, that's one of the reasons why I like the show. I feel like some of the other shows that are more Case of the Week based, they started off being very character-driven, but now they're more Case of the Week-driven, and yeah. I don't find that as exciting or interesting. Like what? Oh, everything. Bones, <laughs> Castle.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like
2: I don't, You know, Well, also, they've just been on forever, and mm-hmm. so I'm just not... Both of the I don't shows feel I started
0: like, off watching, and I was very much into, you know, of course, you know, we had our, our genre heroes um, as the stars of those, but... Um, but soon just kind of.
2: They lost sort of interest. just <laughs> devolve because, I don't know, especially, I just don't feel like I'm watching the same characters. Like, they had really rich character stories, but now right. everything's. Their character development is driven by the case of the week. And I don't feel. Hopefully, iZombie doesn't go that route, but I don't no. feel like they overuse the case of the week to, you know, it's kind of like how they, like in that, like a full house or one of those episodes where everything gets wrapped up in a big bow at the end and they use yeah. one particular story point to drive it home and that's sort of what i feel a lot of case of the week shows do they're like this is the big thing from the case and how does it apply to our lives mm-hmm. and i don't feel that i zombie does that so the case of the week is great and it gets our characters into different places and they can have punny jokes and
0: mm-hmm. you yeah. know witty yeah, banter awesome Brained uh, experience yeah, yeah.
2: but the main thing is what is driving These characters to move forward Is not necessarily some Random event that happened that they're now investigating That's true And that I think is better storytelling
0: but- And I guess I, I I Have more of A reaction to being Emotionally involved in the characters that we know Than being emotionally involved In the cases that they're working on It's almost like we see them at their job <laughs> They figure out the case it's almost like Sam pouring a beer at Cheers. We don't care about the beer he's pouring; we just care about the, you know, interrelationship between him and the rest of the bar staff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, thought this was interesting. Um, you know, like a little twist here, where you know Andy was afraid about his hero status being tarnished by his wife's smutty fantasies. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, screw you, dude.
2: <laughs> someone <laughs> should tell <laughs> him, someone should tell him about the person who wrote the you know, her twilight fan fiction. And now she's, there's movies being made about her stuff. Yeah, pretty, It's no longer, I guess, or I guess as Stephanie said earlier, you know, it was out there and then it sort of went back, back to being kind of not talked about, but now it's out in the open. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, th- I think there's less of a stigma I guess now, maybe.
0: Oh, oh, well, um, not for him. Yeah. <laughs> but that case gets wrapped up real quick. And we finally get into the, the last uh, throws of this episode, which is just, oh, so awesome. This scene where, um, well, first we, we find out that Miner was found on a bus and he's okay. Phew.
1: <laughs> Did you say the, um, <clears throat> What? um, Who is the writer? Dang it!
0: Graham the Norris, Jamaican.
1: Uh, yeah, Graham tweeted that Minor is okay. <laughs> he is with George Clooney and his wife.
0: they <laughs> yeah, own a bassinet. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's their Basset hand. They have Basset, a Basset Hound? Oh, I'm okay. assuming
0: that that's not the same Basset <laughs> Hound as the one I saw. Because,
1: you know, if you want to be adopted by anybody, I mean, I don't want to be adopted by, um, uh, oh, John Legend and, uh, uh-huh. uh, ah, uh Are you just naming random people now? think of names. George George Clooney. It would be, and his wife would be great to be adopted
0: by. Yeah. Um, John I-
1: Legend and Christy.
0: I'm assuming that uh, we're... Christy,
2: what is her name? I don't
0: know. Allie, are we still talking about Cheers?
2: Tegan. Tegan? Yes.
0: I'm assuming we're going to see Minor again. I, I'm just going to call her right here because uh, as we learned at the uh, TCAs, Mark Pedowitz is a huge fan of um, Basset Hounds. Mark Pedowitz The. Uh, Guy in charge of CW, so I'm thinking we're gonna see. He 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 brought up the fact that there's a basset hound on this show. So anyway, uh, so here we go. Bazio's FBI authorization got us a lot of info on this. John Doe, aka Blaine De Beers.
1: Blaine's got de beers and, and uh, Julian's got deweed. Weed. The weed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which, uh, according to a tweet, uh, this is a joke that Rob Thomas has been trying to get into a uh, Zombie for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now we don't have to worry about that uh, silly-sounding uh, surname anymore, because Blaine um, is, uh, what is he, uh, Irish? Scottish? What is McDonough?
1: McDonough?
0: McDonough? Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, because he's son of Angus McDonough. Yeah.
1: Now, was her... Was she adr Like, maybe the name was changed?
0: Oh, why? Wow. Her lips didn't match?
1: I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. It could have been my know. television, because, you know, we were having rain at the time, so. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, it's now Blaine McDonough, and, uh, yeah, Blaine had uh, the other victim's numbers under his phone records, so Blaine could be the chaos killer. The chaos killer. The chaos killer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they just, uh, you know, De- Dale is very, is she's just like a lot of this is like circumstantial evidence and very thin, but she's just determined to uh, yeah. throw the book at him and put him put him in jail and then figure it all out later.
0: Yeah, let's nail this guy. Mm-hmm. I I love the part where uh, you know she reveals. Uh, part of the information and she's like, oh, you know,
1: she does a little look. Yeah. I was like, is that her O face?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clive might've seen that before, but, uh, oh man, Jessica Harmon, you are amazing. I'm just yeah. keep Jessica Harmon on this show. Apparently, uh, I, I've been uh, watching the a hundred for the first time and, uh-huh. uh, I'm into the second season, but. Apparently, uh, Jessica Harmon's two timing. She's uh, she's in the first two episodes of this season of the the One Hundred. So I'm really going to need to catch up because I need more Jessica Harmon in my life.
1: Yeah, that's funny that she's a, a character in two CW shows. Yeah, <laughs> it's because they all film in Vancouver. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. The, the actor pool is very small. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, I almost I, I I almost wanted to just move to Vancouver and. Just throw it's beautiful.
1: Out. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that work? I'm
0: sure I could just get to all sorts of different shows and then just come because
1: you today. know, Atlanta oh, is just th- two or three hours from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not that I would be
0: an actor, but you know. Well, you pretend to like me every week, so you're, you're doing great. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Just say no. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it looks like Blaine's got a warrant out for his arrest for possession with intent to sell. So from
1: four years ago. Boom!
0: Yeah. So then uh, the next chapter title is "Arrested Development." Uh, and Bla-
1: Blaine asks for fuzzy handcuffs,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to really top off the episode. <laughs> And I love Blaine. I think Blaine does a better job pretending that he just found out about his father's disappearance than uh, yeah, Andy just, Laguerre did. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's of- just being so antagonistic.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's just like, uh, listen. I was a I was a part timer at MeQ, I don't know what you're talking about. With this sketch. Of course, I worked there, but you know, I had nothing to do. With- oh, uh, somebody wrote my name in blood. Well, you know, just so you know, I know where Bosio lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets very sinister in his baiting Clive. I I loved it. I loved. It. Yeah, Clark's,
1: that was a great scene.
2: Again, I felt like he was very much like Cirque. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> he could tell right off the bat that they were a couple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, Dale is like, you know, screw this. You don't scare me at all. And it's just about to really uh, throw the book at him when uh, ADA Peyton Charles to the rescue. Coming in on her white horse. Yeah.
2: How did she know he was there? Are we to assume he called her with his one phone call? I'm
0: assuming. it sounds right. Right, because
2: she doesn't know him by his real McDonough. name. McDonough.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: She knows him as John Doe. It's
0: like, what? John Doe's an alias? What? <laughs> that doesn't sound like an alias at all. Oh, you know the Doe's. <laughs> Big family. Um... So Peyton says in the other room that Blaine's reformed and is helping with an investigation. And Dale's like, "Listen, he's the chaos killer." Clive's like, "No, nope. he's a meat cute murderer, and is responsible for twelve deaths." Peyton says, "Not enough to book him. Turn him loose." And uh, Clive drops the, "What happens next is on you." Which, yeah. oh crap! Uh, uh, again, more more conversations between uh, characters that don't really talk. I love that when this happens. <laughs> Because, you know, Peyton comes in and is like, who's this? It's like, it's Peyton! She's on the show, too! <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys have never shared a scene together, but... And then Clive, you know, has you know knows Peyton through Liv, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of different. I mean, she helped out on a case one time, I think, and that was it. But... Uh, uh, we have this... We go to Liv's apartment next, but let me just quickly just do the... Major and Ravi Where did Miner go? Well, his owners came and picked him up He was missing And Ravi's like, I wish I could have said goodbye Oh,
1: yeah Yeah, not a lot of Ravi in this episode
0: <laughs> No, no Ravi just kind of He's he's digging <laughs> He's doing autopsies and, he, and then he goes back more digging Yeah um, But it does look like Ravi's like What is going on with Major? This is a little weird
1: so, He doesn't buy his story
0: No No so at Liv's apartment,
1: I just want to say I love the uh, the glass, the uh, uh, the cut glass, the the uh, what am I trying to say?
0: The Are we talking about Clyde's upper body again? He's like,
1: no, glass. we're talking <laughs> about Liv's apartment. That's an awesome <laughs> oh, okay. apartment. The glass and the
2: doors.
0: The stained
1: glass. Stained glass. That's what I'm trying to think. Yes. I was like, I know there's a word. There's a a (laughs) word that describes the glass.
0: Don't you go to church. You should know this.
1: (laughs) I'm a Baptist. We don't have stained glass. (laughs) We have a gym. Our church is in a gym. We're trying to pay for our gym.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Peyton shows up, shows uh, Liv a picture of Blaine and we get a nice rundown of. Yep, we did not forget about anything that pa- that that Blaine's done in the past two seasons. He killed Lowell, killed Lowell, tried to kill Major, got Evan blown up, uh, murdered uh, countless teenagers, sold their brains for yeah. food, and turned me into a zombie.
1: Yeah, and in, in every you know instance, Peyton's face is getting more and more horrified. <laughs> what? Ah! what? <laughs>
0: Um, and then Peyton drops the, uh, I slept with him, <laughs> which, uh, oh, yeah, this is just about shouldn't. the worst news you could find out about, uh, uh, about, uh, the guy that you've slept with. Like, this is like just the worst thing ever. I'm, I'm surprised that she didn't quickly like, Oh wait, he's a zombie, you know, but maybe that interaction happened while we were at major and Ravi's. But, uh, man, another mention of Evan in this, in this episode. And I'm like, can we get back to Evan and Evan sometime? Can we see what you know, Liv, is Liv going to talk to her family ever again?
2: Well, they are probably still ignoring her.
0: Yeah. I just wish that maybe they could.
2: That's another parallel between Veronica and Liv. Well, as far as we know that they have an absent parent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, who's Liv's Keith Mars? <laughs>
2: Ravi, maybe (laughs) (laughs) he's sort of her touchstone, like because he knows everything that's going on. Yeah, well, he knows more about what's going on sometimes with Liv than Keith ever did with Rock.
0: Maybe Keith Mars will be uh, Liv's Keith Mars when he guests on the show um, in a few
2: episodes. Oh yeah! Yay!
0: (laughs) So yeah, Peyton talks about a Silkwood shower, which uh, yeah, (laughs) that sounds about right. Oh, uh, I wrote down here, guys. What do you uh, what do you think Peyton should do? Like, what is her next move? Like, Ugh. she's got this guy, her star witness, the only guy who's holding this case together.
2: She has to keep pretending. I yeah. Think. Well, because if she confronts him, there's no. She has nothing to gain by confronting him.
0: Well, she doesn't have to talk. To I mean, him she doesn't have again. to sleep
2: with him again. Well, she, but she needs him for her case.
0: Yeah, but maybe she realizes that she screwed this case up enough that, you know, by by relying on this monster to, uh, I mean, because maybe but she, she
2: needs the information. Yeah. She can't stop the flow of em- information because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like she needs, it. I don't know, I think maybe she'll have to, like, keep up a facade yeah. with him.
0: Yeah, we're going to get a little bit of uh just like Drake is undercover with Mr. Boss. We're going to have Peyton being undercover with um Blaine. Maybe Drake's going to help her with that. I don't know. <laughs> and uh yeah, I'm I'm wondering what Liv's going to do <laughs> cuz uh, um I'm assuming she has no problem telling Blaine how much of a evil monster he is and uh yeah. Oh my gosh, it's just complication upon complication. Imagine we still, She still has no idea who her roommate is, either. It's like all this other no. stuff going on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just to top off the episode, the line, you sleep with someone, you think you know them, but they could be anybody. And, of course, we go to the, her bedroom where Drake is laying there in a the bed.
1: And so, I think that means that Drake is Stacey Boss's
0: child. Yeah, that, how does that make you think that?
1: I mean... Well, because it's putting out there, it's questioning who, wh- what his identity is.
0: Yeah. So, and okay. So, so you're saying it could be that.
1: He's related to Stacy Boss. He's his kid.
0: Or just any other terrible secret that he has.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be something else, but I say that he's Stacy Boss's kid.
0: All right. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it comes true. I'm hoping you call this. <laughs> um, anything else for
1: this episode? Even though Stacy Boss looks like he's about five foot two, and this guy's like six, <laughs> th- six <five. laughs>
0: Yeah, he had like a, he married a, like an Amazon princess. <laughs> yeah, and they had Drake.
2: You think he's that tall? Oh Drake? Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, because than. well, maybe taller than Stacy Boss, but Rose. McIver's not that tall. I didn't yeah, really. she's t-
1: she's very petite, and he didn't hmm. seem like he was much bigger than her. I don't know; he just seems big and tall to me. Yeah, and broad-shouldered, and <laughs> okay. I'm, maybe
2: I'm starting <laughs> to like you more than I thought I did. <laughs> I like I'm hap- I like them together. I sort of figured that's where it was going. I mean, if she's only going to date zombies, her pool is rather limited. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So.
0: Well. Um. Yeah, maybe we should get into feedback. I've got another thing I got to talk to about, talk, talk to you guys about after the feedback. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, this voicemail is from Moira. What did Moira think?
3: Okay. Oh, so, shades of gray. Matter really enjoyed this episode. There are so many positive little bits in here. I don't even know where to start. Um, Rose McIver as horny librarian is hilarious. Uh, really interesting that plots are you know plot lines i mean are crashing together so finally Basio and clive finger blaine only to have him rescued by peyton and peyton hooks up with blaine only to find out a day later who blaine really is which was just devastating for her i loved um her performance um that final scene with with peyton and uh and live um was really well done very emotional um Liv gets hunky zombie sex. Can't say I blame her whatsoever. (laughs) And Major loses minor. Oh, watching the little dog drive away in the back of the bus made me sad. But kudos to Major for covering his tracks so well. Quick thinking, hiding the dog's uh, tracking device in the hedge, and uh, making up a pretty darn good cover story for Robbie, too. Um, When Major gets hepped up on Max Rager and goes parkouring across town to get to the the vets or the dog grooming place or whatever. Um, All I could think about was, oh, that's like the way Angel runs around through town. He's just climbing (laughs) hither and yon. It just reminded me of that. Anyway, great episode to come back to after a three-week hiatus. Um, I don't really have anything bad to say about this. I really don't. It just—it's Everything's wrapping up. It's really good. So, I guess I'll just take off one point for the ick factor of Peyton having had sex with Blaine, and realizing it after. Oh, and by the way, let's hope she doesn't somehow turn into zombie Peyton because of exposure to Blaine's potentially, what, dormant virus? Because he could be reactivated at any time. Could that happen? I don't know. Crazy. Imagine Peyton zombie. Oy, that'd be weird. Okay, so I'm going to give this one a 9 out of 10 Silkwood Showers. Tell next time. Mm-hmm. Bye.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Moira, as usual, I will upgrade your score to a 10. So thanks for that <laughs> feedback. Um, oh, Steph, do you have our email open? No? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, why, don't Sorry. You, why don't you open up Facebook and uh, um, I'll have you read that. I'll, um, but i got to read, uh, we have a new feedbacker. Um, Daisy wrote in She says Hey guys so many great things happened in this episode I loved Ravi and Liv's chemistry In the beginning Horny Liv was hilarious The Lord of the Files scene with Ravi I mean seriously the face Ravi made When Liv spanked him was amazing <laughs> <laughs> Bazio fits iZombie so well It was so great when she brilliantly Swiped Clive's coffee With a faked victory sex high five <laughs> Uh, this show is juggling a lot of interesting plot lines, but I love them all. I really want someone to figure out what Major is doing. And it seems like Ravi is starting to realize something weird is going on. I want to applaud iZombie for their writing and pacing. Peyton fell for Blaine and then found out how awful he is, in all in one episode. I'm really happy she learned the truth now instead of dangling it in front of the audience for weeks. We have enough long-term plot lines, so I appreciate it when things move pretty quickly. It's a nice balance. I look forward to you guys' podcasts every week. I don't, know, I don't know anyone that likes this show nearly as much as I do, so it's nice to have an outlet where fans are analyzing and theorizing. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Daisy, P.S. I got so excited when Liv told Peyton that Blaine killed Lowell. Just happy to know Lowell hasn't been forgotten. Mm. <laughs> I feel the same way, Daisy. Yeah, and every time we like start getting endeared uh, to Blaine... I, I I have to like Pinch my Like yeah He murdered like A ton of like Homeless kids <laughs> And then shot Lowell in the face So Yeah David Anders Is a very uh, uh, Charismatic actor And you just feel Naturally drawn to him But Blaine is A complete monster <laughs> So That maybe Should I don't know If we get If we get to the end Of the season And Blaine doesn't Pay for Like Like him just being turned into a human doesn't seem like punishment enough (laughs) for the things he's done. So, uh, anyway, uh, we have any more feedback in our Facebook group?
1: Um, yes. Annette Don says, Great episode tonight. Harold says, For those of you too young to catch the the reference, Robbie's joke about Socrates drinking the hemlock is a quote from Steve Martin's SNL bit from the 1970s. And then Robin posted, I mean, uh, Harold posted the video. And Jim, uh, I'll show you why they call it a cockpit. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Marissa and DC trying something new this week Stream of conscious thoughts while watching the episode I'd throw this hot tea in your lap if I wasn't going to use it later Damn Bosio! can Clive even keep up with you? <laughs> uh, Major is actually drinking the Supermax Bad idea, buddy Close call with minor poor doggie Although Major was stupid to take him in the first place No matter what he promised his old owner uh, responsibility from live on the horny librarian brain. Unexpected but nice. Oh Peyton, this can only end in tears. Mm. But apparently not soon enough. Just say no, Peyton. If no, if nothing else, he's a key witness, and this is extremely irresponsible. Mm. It was the spouse after all. Why does it? Why is it always the spouse? Silly husband. I have a feeling that he would have gotten uh, rock god status. Uh, with a wife who's an erotic writer, not shame, like he's assuming. Hmm. Oh, she's saying that people would have thought that, oh, good for you. You know, you, your wife is. Uh,
0: yeah, your wife. Your wife knows uh, all you're lucky he, things, and yeah. you're probably getting the best sex ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Blaine and Jill. This could get interesting. Blaine ca- casually threatening Bazio and Clive. Was chilling. Oh Peyton, you are you are in so far over your head. Well now Peyton knows the truth about Blaine. Although zombieism is sexually transmitted, so eep. Um. Oh Liv, you silly girl. Who exactly did you sleep with? Although to be fair, she knew that she was work. She knew that he was working for Blaine before she slept with him. So there's that. All in all, glad to. uh be back to New I Zombie Although there was far too little Kristen Bell voice acting In this episode, can't wait to hear your thoughts <laughs> And Harold says uh, I'm liking how all these plot strands are coming together It looks like it will All lead to All of uh, live and Major Secrets Getting exposed by the end of the season
0: I, I I feel like I need a whiteboard I need a whiteboard like the one that Peyton's filling out <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, it seems on the, on the surface It seems like the show is uh, You know, pretty simple You know, z- uh, case of the week Zombie, some stuff happened in the background And the next episode But honestly, it is so complex <laughs> And it's so amazing uh, that, that every bit Of that comp, uh, complex uh, All the different uh, Parts that are moving Are all so interesting to me And I, I just can't wait to Explore more of it
2: I know I said no yeah. more science. Oh, sorry. No, please. Well, no, go, Jim. Well, when um, for Marissa's comment, when she's talking about like the dormant zombie virus, so I don't want to get sciencey really. But mm-hmm. if Major <laughs> also has the dormant zombie virus, does drinking the Supermax pose any risk to him? Because we know that they're experimenting with zombies and Supermax, mm-hmm. but right. we don't. We still. We never figured out. You know, anything about how they really interact. But is this like, why is it safe for Von Clark to give him the Supermax to drink? Yeah. I may be reaching, but it's just popped into my brain since we were talking about the dormant, potentially sexually transmitted dormant zombie virus.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like it, uh, like when he got to uh, Dahlia's Doggy Do, I got one more mention of that business before <laughs> the end of the episode. Uh, Dahlia's Doggy Do, uh, uh, Major didn't seem like he was like, like, he seemed like he was kind of freaking because, of course, Clive was uh, right around the corner in traffic. And, uh, you know, he had now convinced this lady to let him take the dog and to cover up for him because he gave him, his, gave him a name. But he didn't like – like, uh, you know, it would have been uh, pretty twisted if Major just all of a sudden freaked out and, like, killed her and took the dog <laughs> burned like- the place down. You know, that's what I figure uh, – uh, what's his name? The, the zombie from last season um, would have done. So, Sebastian, I think that was him. Anyway. So – Anything else? Oh,
1: <clears throat> I just yeah. I think there's something going to come from the drink drinking uh, from a major drinking the supermax because okay, we have major and we have Blaine who Eddie.
0: Are you here, Steph? Uh oh.
1: Sorry, I I, I muted by accident. There's something is gonna come from Major drinking the Supermax because we have Major and we have Blaine. Both we're waiting for them to to revert back to zombies. Something different is gonna happen. To I feel mm, like yeah. To one like of that's
2: them. the like the extenuating factor that's gonna prope- or propel Major to maybe back. that will.
1: Yeah, like maybe it
2: will Kickstart it'll, the
1: process or something Yeah, or something I don't know, I just feel like it's gonna It's gonna be a factor in The reverting back to zombieism.
0: It would seem weird that anything kickstarter Would happen to a, in a Rob Thomas show Just saying mm. Yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta wrap this up Because I have to <clears throat> quickly mention And I feel bad that I don't have enough time To really talk about it But, um I did receive uh, uh, an action figure from Diamond Select Toys. Uh, It is the iZombie uh, Live More action figure, and uh, it's this uh, seven-inch action figure. My kid kept calling it a doll. I was like, listen, (laughs) you have dolls. I have action figures. (laughs) Um, she's a seven inch uh, figure. I'm holding her in my hand right now. I I'll put a picture up on the website of her um Is the likeness
1: really good? Does it does th- she look like does she look like Rose?
0: I think I think so. I think it looks really really close. Uh really close. It, it's actually a, a nicely detailed figure. Um, There's this strange thing where they have uh, Three different sets of hands for her Like you could pull her hands out And one set of hands are like claws One set of hands are just kind of like normal hands And then the other set of hands are like more clenched fists So they can hold things Gripping And then she's got this one odd um, right hand That's just holding chopsticks So she's got many, many, many hands (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and More they're all hands, yeah yeah you know? um so the, the this toy is Is this a common
1: thing for for action figures?
0: I don't know. I don't I don't know what what why all the hands. Um but uh um uh, another interesting thing that comes with it, it's is a very teeny tiny uh hot, hot sauce bottle, a uh a little uh what are those pea dishes? P pea dishes? P-shaped pea, pea, dishes that you use in the hospital,
2: Emerson basin, uh, like kidney, kidney yeah, basin? kidney bean
0: shaped. I say pea, sorry, kidney bean shaped,
2: like a bedpan.
0: Oh, more or like.
2: like it's it's an Emerson
1: basin. It's what you throw up in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anyway. spit
1: too. <laughs> or crop used, your loogie up in.
0: <laughs> well, apparently, you know, she uses she used one, I think, in the pilot to hold her ramen noodles and brain. So you get one of those. And I had to tell my daughter, I'm like, it's just spaghetti. It's just spaghetti and meatballs. That's all that is. She's like, oh, she likes spaghetti? <laughs> um, she comes with her own uh, uh, travel mug of coffee and um, and a lead pipe for some reason. I think it's because in the... Um, The second episode, the artist's episode, where she's in the basement with the guy who's uh, coming onto her, like he's, I think she freaks out and smacks him with a lead pipe, maybe? Something like that happens. Um, So, yeah. but the the figure itself, it comes with a stand. I'm really really excited about like just putting it up on a shelf and not letting my kids touch it ever again because these the <laughs> little pieces are. I'm afraid they're going to swallow them. They're definitely not for. It says like for not for eight and under. Um, but, uh, yeah, sculpted by Gentle Giant Studios. If you go to diamondselecttoys.com, you can buy, um, one of two versions of Liv, uh, on there. There's actually one that's coming this spring. That's a uh, full on zombie mode Liv, which, uh, you know, it doesn't look like she comes with more than two hands, which is good because, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh no! It says it includes interchangeable hands and accessories. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, she's got the, the red eyes. Her hair's a little messier, but she's wearing like the same outfit. the the I think it's just the outfit she wore on the pilot, which is kind of like a you know a dress, uh, the red hoodie, and then the white lab coat. Um, but uh, I really like it. I'm I'm looking forward to just you know having it up next to my other <clears throat> action figures. <laughs> uh, that are out of my children's reach So uh, again DiamondSelectToys.com Thank you Diamond for uh, They actually messaged us Said you want to check one out check out one of these figures and I said yeah So um, there will be a link to them in the show notes And you can check out the pictures And order one yourself um, So there's that And oh I also have a uh, Our description of our next episode Before we get out of here Um, next time on iZombie is the episode, Physician, Heal Thy Selfie.
1: All right.
0: (laughs) The description is, uh, Detective Babineau and Liv are investigating a triple homicide. And Liv is shocked to learn the victim's bodies are missing their heads. A very hungry Liv is forced to consume the brain of an unfortunate social media hungry soul who was recently run over by a bus. Meanwhile, Peyton leans on Ravi for support. Things get interesting when Blaine's worlds start to collide. And, oh, it says Robert Buckley also stars. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's what's happening next time on iZombie. It actually looks like it's written by Bissane Massoud and Talia Gonzalez. These are writers that must be new to the show. I'll look forward to see what they do, how they do. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jen, for being on the show And being on one of our longer ep- longer episodes
2: <laughs> Oh, thank you, was <laughs> you very it. fun
0: Yeah, good <laughs> uh, Did you have anything you wanted to plug? Maybe
2: uh, uh, No I, gla- Glasses, I, I,
0: uh, checking your you eyes know,
2: you, Yeah, everybody <laughs> should get their eyes checked <laughs> um, What's Mars with Springer, the thing Springer's where they spray stuff
0: up. in your eyes to air? Why do they do that? Oh, the air puff? Yeah. Why do they do it, that? Um, you guys just to... secretly get a kick out of that, don't you?
2: It's a screening test for glaucoma. So. It's, it's a screen test
0: for tolerance. Yeah. Like, is this guy uh, going to be able to deal with me fiddling with his eyes? I'll spray air in his eyes first to see if he's got the... <laughs> it's... <laughs> Sorry. It's,
2: no, it's it's a screening test for glaucoma. It measures the the bounce back of the air for, off your cornea, which gives a indication of the pressure inside of your eye. Which is patients sometimes patients with higher pressures are at risk of developing glaucoma. So it's one of the things that we we track. But um, you know. I I would have to say that, you know, men sort of in your demographic, maybe the the people who dislike it the most, Mm -hmm. Um, you guys, and getting the lights shone in your eyes, I would have to say men in their 30s and 40s seem to, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but you guys like to put on a brave face and, but then once you get behind there with the bright light, you can't keep your eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> well, let me ask you this: How can I keep from having cataracts? I am terrified
1: of cataracts.
2: Is um, it protein? Is it high protein diet? No, it's like uh, antioxidants, um, green leafy vegetables, sunglasses for sure. Okay,
3: um,
2: got it. You know, unfortunately, cataracts tend to be there's a genetic genetic, and yeah. um, it just sort of happens as you get older, but. Uh,
0: yeah, last you know, time terrified. I went to an eye doctor, he told me I needed to lose some weight. I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was completely serious. Like, like I was talking about a vision problem, like night blindness or something like that. I was having a problem focusing. He's like, no, seriously, if you lose weight, it will actually make your eyes
1: Yeah, I mean, it's well, your All like, of, of your course. body systems are so <laughs> your body systems are so related that you know one thing affects
2: everything. Mm. You know. Well, yes, obesity mm-hmm. is a very. Um, it can be important in macular degeneration, mm. um, and just well, if you're, if one of the reasons why you're obese is due to poor dietary intake, then mm. that's really going to affect. You know, there's a whole ton of studies right now coming out about. Uh, antioxidants and vitamins and how they affect your eyes and omega-3s being important for dry eye and of course they're getting a bad rap for heart disease recently a big article came out saying that omega-3s maybe don't do a whole lot of good but we've you know i treat a lot of dry eye patients with omega-3s and they get really good results so we just got to keep doing the research and hopefully we can do what's best for our patients but
0: are you guys in the um, league with dark side because the I... dark side uses omega rays.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh dear. I, think, I, think, I think we should end.
0: I'm yeah. sorry, I blacked out for a sec there. What happened? <laughs> well, oh uh, folks, you've been listening to the Eye and uh, Eye Zombie <laughs> podcast. Um, again, Jen, did you, did you want to say where people could find you or anything?
2: Uh I, I was lucky enough to also guest on an episode with Steph, um, for potential cast, even though it wasn't, uh, quite a exciting episode, but I got to guest in the seventh season. So that was fun. And I, uh, oh. have guested on Heidi's, uh, investigating Mars podcast. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's what I've done for podcasting and I'm on the Facebook group. And I do have twitter um if I believe i 've tweeted like five times, probably three <laughs> times to Robin about <laughs> eye <zombie.
3: laughs>
2: so it's at capital gen i don 't think there 's really anything interesting if you do want to know about eye stuff, um, my office has a Twitter, which I believe is at dr win um, and I do post stuff about food that will be helpful for your eyes it 's there's some American stuff. It's mostly Canadian stuff. But, um, yeah, if you do want some good tips about eyeball stuff, you can check that out or you can find me on Facebook and you can check my practice Facebook page because there's tons of eye stuff on there.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've learned a lot tonight. <laughs> and uh, we also talked about eye zombie too. So, uh, I, I think- mean,
2: I don't know what anybody would want. Well, some people might want random eye facts. but. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know Fascinating Well well, it's it's, Yeah Sorry folks for the longer episode But it's been a few weeks And uh, Oh man Steph I I don't I don't want to stop Podcasting We just got back from Quite a dry spell
1: Okay Here's the plan if we're still interested in doing the show when this posca- podcasting brain wears off, we can pick up where we left off with a brand new episode of our zombie
0: Story of my life. Zombie co-host sends me away until podcaster brain wears off. Fine. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan thank you for listening to our show obligatory contact information in three two one go
1: you can follow me on twitter at steph smith you can
0: follow me as well at el robinero
1: if you like what we do check out our other podcast about the joss whedon show angel redemption cast find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com
0: i also have a third podcast all about the marvel netflix television series the Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com.
1: Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash izombiepodcast.
0: Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, izombiepodcast.com. Leave us a five-star
1: review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph.
3: And we're out. Brand na